0: Hello. Hey, Merlin. Good afternoon, Dan. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. How are you? Oh, you know, I think I'm really good. Good.
0: Yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's been beautiful here.
1: I'm crappy it's, it's here. A, Super crappy here.
0: Can you imagine that in uh, the first week of February, you'd be getting temperatures in the 70s?
1: I mean... It's pretty crazy. That's weird. It's cold here. It's like 40.
0: Oh, that's no good.
1: Uh, raining, no. dark, terrible.
0: You're, you're not set up for that. You know, as a person ages, I, th- I think a person thinks more about weather. I think I'm getting arthritis in one of my joints, and I think I can tell when it's going to rain.
1: Oh, that's a real thing, apparently.
0: Yeah, I think I got a rain joint. Maybe it's <laughs> a low. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a low pressure system coming in. You know, I'm yeah. good for right now. It's it's fine. I can almost bend
1: it. Have you? You uh, wear a copper copper bracelet? Is what uh, my dad. Oh, like the used golfers to wear. do. Yeah, do the I same do thing that. and just do, <laughs> do it to the gophers.
0: <laughs> you know, I was compiling our list of things to talk about, and it didn't occur to me until a moment ago. Hey, congratulations! Fly oh, eagles, fly.
1: Thank you very much. This is. Um, I didn't know if you were going to bring this up. I didn't want to dominate the show by talking about it, but it was a very, very emotional and important event, uh, and unreasonably so, and I, I can see that as a rational person, uh, but it, it nonetheless... It's a, big,
0: it's a pretty big deal. The, what we're talking about here is uh, the big game.
1: hmm Super Can't Bowl Super 52. Bowl. L-I-I. Uh, Eagles versus the... Uh, other team. The other team. We don't even need to talk about them. Well, we can because we destroyed them. It's uh, the Patriots, and this was uh, crazy, crazy season for the Eagles to get to where they were. I'm, I'm from Philadelphia, born and raised in Philadelphia. And, you know, it's interesting because for me growing up, the teams that we had there, mostly the Eagles and the Phillies, this was very much, at least for me, where I grew up, which was kind of like a lower middle class neighborhood. Sports was, for a lot of people, especially the kids around me it was it was a big thing and it was probably a bit of an escape and you know it was it was just a fundamental part of growing up there like when it was football season everybody would be and i I don't mean every living person but you would see a large number of people and and certainly kids but adults too wearing you know the wearing t-shirts wearing sweatshirts wearing hats jerseys and same thing when it was baseball season that all the Philly stuff came out. And you just you saw that a lot and you grew up, you know, our fate one of our favorite things was like the Philly fanatic. You know, like we grew up yeah. very much having a close personal connection to how well the team was <clears throat> was doing or wasn't doing. And you know, I think for whatever reason, Philadelphians are in, intensely passionate to the point where when when the Eagles won the NFC championship and uh, you know that they kind of, sort of destroyed the town, and then when we won the Super Bowl, <laughs> they really destroyed the town. I'll so put a, a link into the show notes. That makes perfect sense to me. Being from Philadelphia, like, of course we did that. Of course you we did got that. Eaten, you got eaten horse. Poop? We don't have, have to talk about. Thing? I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe he
0: had some drinks.
1: Yeah, the rest of it makes sense to me, and. Uh, you know they they destroyed light poles and took things down and went crazy and but I mean like that makes sense a lot of people like why would they do that uh, but anyway long long story short this was something that for me like I have consciously been I think the f- first we've only been to three Super Bowls and we've never won one until now oh, man and. Uh, I remember very much 12 years ago watching that game and then I think the one before that I think it was 9 so it must have been the late 70s 81 I want to say and I very much remember watching that as a little kid too and this is something that like for me was like and it's not like my parents were hardcore fans and went to every game or anything but you know like even but my you're mom a, was if you're texting a town me. with a big
0: sports team it yeah. kind of it's just around it's 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 everywhere it's, it's right. like
1: what people wear to school. It's what you talk
0: about. It's like, and when I lived in Tallahassee, I mean, football was everything. It's just, you're kind of surrounded by it and you kind of can't help, but pay attention to it and be pulling for your local team.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we watched, we watched, I watched most of, I'm fortunate here in Texas because the Cowboys being the main team here, uh, because of Dallas, uh, they're in the same division as the Eagles. So I get to see almost all the Eagles games here, which is wonderful. and, Uh, and, and so I got to watch almost every single game they played. And so watching this and then seeing our main quarterback have an injury, taking him out. And then we have now our backup quarterback, who's not bad, but he's what makes a great quarterback. Merlin is not Mm -hmm. somebody who's awesome. That's, that's not what makes a good quarterback because there's almost no one who's consistently awesome. It's just being consistently good. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and our other quarterback, uh, He the first one. I'm not even gonna. You know, I don't want to talk about Carson Wentz because he's he's a you know a polarizing figure to some people. But as as on the field, he was consistently great. He was consistently great. He was very rarely awesome and very rarely bad, but consistently really good. Nick Foles has been good and bad. But when he's awesome, he's like really great. And when he's bad, it's like oh, I can't watch. And so going into this game, like we didn't know which. Foles was going to show up, right? And right. so I watched this with my family, mainly my son, who stayed up, you know, late to watch it with me. And when they when they won, it's like I could, like I was like short circuited, like I didn't, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and my wife is like, "Why aren't you like excited and cheering?" And I'm like, "I I I wasn't, uh, Merlin, I was in shock for like the, yeah. n- the half an hour. I couldn't, I didn't yeah. react. I didn't feel anything."
0: Yeah, the one thing was, it seemed like, uh, you know, the Eagles were ahead so much of the game, but when the Patriots did get the ball, Tom Brady's the guy's name, right? Yep. I mean, they were covering a lot of field. Like, he was hitting a lot of pretty long passes, and you just go, well, here it goes. Like, this yeah, is it. and
1: this is, this is what the Patriots do. They're used to coming from behind, they're used to, you know, coming back from a, 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 you know, way behind in the third, especially fourth quarter. So, of course, you're completely nervous, and things just went, and what everyone's talking about is the the philly uh, philly special which is this amazing trick play uh that came they did the handoff in the second quarter yeah where uh it's it's something where you you never expect the quarterback to essentially be a a receiver right what's
0: that i mean is that is that a not a screen pass what do you call that
1: Oh uh, well, I'd call it lobbing the ball because that's basically what happened. Is I mean, when, it's not
0: a flea flicker. That's got way too many <laughs> pass offs, right? right. Yeah. Like, what's what is that called when you? I mean, there's a name for that kind of. There pass, is. Right? I don't
1: know what the name of it is, but uh, they, you know, they basically this this trick play was amazing, and they basically set it up to confuse, and it worked. They tried to confuse the the Patriots because they don't see Nick Foles you know behind center he's off doing something else he's running off to the other side looking like he's not doing anything and then you've got uh guys chucking the ball over to him and he runs it in for a touchdown this is known as a philly special now they're calling it it's actually nick Foles is from here in austin and um and this is a play that uh there's a high school here called westlake that they they run this play now, I'm not saying that's where it came from, but I'm saying like this is like a high school play, basically, and there's video of the guys in Westlake running the same play, and they use this. So anyway, after, after the game uh, was over and I was like in shock... My oh, you're st-
0: saying... I'm, I'm misunderstanding. You're saying this is kind of a local Austin uh,
1: tradition kind of play. I, I guess. I don't know. It's a tricky I, play. I, I, yeah, I don't know if this is where it comes from, glorious. but they use it here. so glorious. It was amazing. So uh, long story short... Um, the game was just amazing and my son got to like, I'm trying to imagine what it would have been like for me as a 10 year old to watch like our team with my dad play in the Super Bowl and win it. And like we had fun food and we stayed up late or he did anyway. And you know, like it was just, I, it was so fun for him and like we got to share this thing together and it was just, um, it was just a great, great experience. So thank you for saying that, and, uh, and, and what a great game. I've heard a lot of people who had n- no skin in the game at all saying that it was one of their favorite Super Bowls to watch because it was close and exciting. Well, what happened? I yeah. mean,
0: you know, I, I'm not a huge... Well, anyway, setting aside all the things that you would expect me to say, I thought it was a very, a very fun game. Um, one recommendation, a show that I listen to um, that I've really come to like a lot, this show called The Watch with Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. It's on the Ringer Network. And um, it's a really good pop culture show. They talk a lot about TV. And they're both from Philadelphia. And I put put it in show notes. You might want to check it out. The first – I don't know how many minutes is describing pretty much what you're describing, right. but even more like over the top. They were like screaming; they can't get over it. <laughs> Talking about the whole thing, and you know, we went through this with the Red Sox with my wife and her family. Oh yeah, it's like you know, she everybody's thinking about Grandpa, and you know, Grandpa never got to see the Red Sox win. And, right. Like, all this family stuff that's tied up in it, but just also that constant sense of like, oh no, we're doomed. We're never this. This can't happen. And then the like you're still processing it like right. a day or two later. Right. It's right. Such a
1: and like my son was super excited about it and i just felt like i wanted to cry like i'm like i don't
0: yeah i don't nice.
1: even know so i'm uh actually the here's the funny thing is i'm i made a uh a t-shirt a buddy of mine here in in austin uh, is a designer and uh i was talking to him i'm like i want to i want to because if you look at the way the trick Play looks like when you you know how they have the football notation with the X's and O's and yeah, the lines. Right. I'm like, I want to do that on a shirt and right and do a Philly special shirt. And he's like, Yeah, that'd be great. And he came back to me uh, a few hours later and he's like, Here, I put this on a shirt. And so,
0: are you going to so make it available to people? Yes,
1: it's um, um after we're done with the show, I'm making a little Shopify uh, site. But it's it <laughs> it's at PhillySpecial.net. Oh my god! Um, but that's the shirt that we uh, we we came up with for it. Um, so oh,
0: that looks really cool.
1: I've already got enough people to to justify doing it. So um, I'll send you one, so you can really you special.
0: Can, d- I actually would love that. I'll that that's actually really cool. I
1: don't know how much okay. you're gonna be yet, but by the time the show airs, I should have the site uh, done. So
0: yeah, and and if you if you buy one, uh, Dan will throw a battery at you.
1: That's that's right. Um, I kid, I kid. Okay, you got
0: I've been waiting to, for someone to explain this to me because. <laughs> The battery I, thing? <laughs> no, I know the throwing battery throwing
1: batteries thing. at
0: Santa. <laughs> we got. Well, I, I, was a, I was a Reds fan. I'm familiar with these things. Um, the um, okay, so uh, I kind of get this from Snell. Has, has there been a recent rule change into what counts as celebration? Uh, no, no. Has there been a rule change recently in the NFL about what's considered a legitimate pass that has been caught correctly?
1: Oh, um, because I was really confused
0: at one point. There's, there's the one where the fella catches it in the end zone. He barely has it. He has it in his hands. They showed this over and over and over. And he has one foot, another step, another step. And right. then he has a step that seems to just barely touch at the out of bounds area. And then maybe he didn't have a hundred percent control of the ball, but no, like, he
1: had he oh. absolutely had a hundred percent control. He had a hundred percent.
0: It looked, it looked legit. And then the refs you know, gave gave it to, or like, you know, when Philly's favor, but like what, what has changed about that? I mean, it seems like there's some, some kind of controversy going
1: on. Yeah. I think they're talking about, um, it's what they call the catch rule. Um, yeah. And they're, they're talking about this because this is one of the things they're going to be talking about or focusing on in the, in the off season. And, I don't really know exactly what's going to change their, their, the article that I was reading about it was like the guy like is like, well, I can't say there won't be controversy about it, but basically what it comes down to is determining if the player has control of the ball. And what they say is right now that if there's a slight movement of the ball, that they don't consider that to be a loss of possession. He has to lose control of the ball completely
0: and it's different if you're in the end zone when you catch it right, versus there when are, you run in.
1: Yes. Because and, and they
0: kept saying things like, oh, now when he crosses that plane, he's considered a runner. And I, ooh, I hadn't heard okay, that Okay,
1: right, 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 right. Uh, okay, so like once you have possession of was, the ball. different play,
0: but like there's all this stuff that was like. No, I know exactly
1: what, you're, what the part you're talking about. It, uh, so if the, if, if the guy who catches the ball uh, has control of it, They call that possession of the ball. He has full control of the ball. It's not bombing around in his hands. His hands are closed around it, or he's got it tucked under his arm, and he starts to—he has to take—I forget how many steps it is, but he has to take at least two or three steps in order for him to be then considered a runner. So he has to be in possession of the ball— and then take a certain number of steps. I believe somebody's going to tell me I'm, I'm wrong, this is which is part fine.
0: Three uh, for for a completed pass, it's, can you have to secure control of the ball. Uh, Touch the ground inbounds with both feet or with any part of the body other than the hands. And third, here, maintains control of the ball after A and B have been fulfilled until he has the ball long enough to clearly become a runner. A player has the ball long enough to become a runner when, after his second foot is on the ground, he is capable of avoiding or warding off impending contact of an opponent, tucking the ball away, turning a field, or taking additional steps.
1: There you go. Hmm. So... Yeah, uh, you know, and what what they but the main rule is is that it's a judgment call. Like there are people who are talking about the Philly special who are saying, "Oh, it's an illegal formation. It's a legal formation. Look, he's uh, he's not on the line of scrimmage." Well, basically, and this is what people don't seem to know is a lot of the time. The, I mean, first of all, the officials are right there the whole time, and so a lot of the time, uh, the players will wave the official and basically say to them like uh am am i uh, am i on the line am i in correct formation and the official will basically say to them yes you're fine and there's actually video of this i put this into the show notes just now it's an article on sb nation that i was um tweeting about yesterday Which is saying that, okay, so you've got to have seven men on the line of scrimmage when the ball snapped. And if you look at some of the pictures, it looks like maybe they only have six, and the seventh is not really there, um, because it looks like he's, he's a little bit back, but... Uh, It says right here It says uh, Jeffrey did What he had to do To make the play legal And it says The line of scrimmage Is a malleable concept If we want to be Mm -hmm. Really technical About what the line is We could measure it Down to the nanometer And catch players Off the line Or even offsides On every play But that would be ridiculous It doesn't happen That's why receivers Often check in with officials Before the snap To make sure their alignment Is considered okay Okay, And as long as that happens A player isn't going to be called For creating an illegal formation Jeffrey does that On this play You can see him Clearly point toward an official And almost surely get clearance for his placement and this is a thing that becomes a judgment call the official looks and says that's okay in other words he's giving him permission to be where he is the official does it and mm-hmm. uh, good. Mm-hmm. and good and so he's good and so like you know that's okay. that's just Patriots complaining but they're babies anyway so
0: yeah it's nice to see them lose
1: Oh, so so nice to see them super too,
0: too bad you can't see the Patriots and the Cowboys I like what lose you de- at the same time.
1: <laughs> what you messaged me when listeners won't know that we had Skype die on us, but <laughs> I like your comment. Can I read it? Can I say what sure. you said you, when, uh, when the internet went down, I texted Merlin to say, i'm sorry, the internet 's down, and he said, "Take your time it's probably because I mentioned Tom Brady <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> I How was your is. call quality. <laughs> <laughs> So um, anyway, yeah. it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I was I was I had hope, but I was not feeling great uh about it and I couldn't believe it and I'm still kind of in shock and um yeah.
0: Well congratulations, that's a great feeling. Thank you. We have put um several very intriguing links into show notes uh for this. You can learn about catches, uh you can learn about the Dan's Philly special shirt, and you can learn that Nick Apholes was uh, in the correct and uh, legal formation. That's right. See, I'm making the legal procedure with my hands here. And please, procedure.
1: please uh, please buy the shirt if you want buy to. Shirt. Um, I'm going to make yeah. it as cheap as I can. I'm not trying to make money off it. I just th- thought yeah. it was a fun idea. And my son really wants one, and I said, "Well, I got to get enough to justify getting them printed." Uh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, get get one! You got to get it." So it's you're doing my you're doing it for my son. If you buy step ones. up,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it for cash. You can make it in the show notes. Make it the show notes for the episode. Dan, where would people find show notes for episode three sixty two of your back to work?
1: Ah, uh, they can go to five by five dot slash b as in eagles, two as in eagles, w as in football slash three eagles. six two.
0: Fly Eagles, BT Dubs Nation. BT Dubs Nation.
1: People love that. I love that. It's only taken, what, five years to come up with a, a good name for our listeners, and you, you've done it.
0: You like the same football. You've got to wait for your pitch. That's right. That's what they call the soccer field, this football, the other football soccer. <laughs> hmm. I, don't, I don't
1: acknowledge that.
0: It's well, always going to be soccer uh, to me. Speaking of Philadelphia, uh, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I had several very good experiences, I can't believe I'm saying these words, several very good experiences with the Comcast Corporation in the last week.
1: Wow, I would like to hear about that.
0: Well, I mean, one, one tip I wanted to give is that I have the same consumer internet connection and the same pretty old surfboard modem at my office and at home and I've been pretty happy with our with our speeds. We get you know it's uh both places is about have been about one thirty down and about eleven up, which is more than enough for anything that I need to do but
1: um I love when people have, with five are like forty up or Whoa, five Whoa, up Whoa. Like,
0: how do you live on five up? Well, it's hard. I mean, I I being around a connection like that. I mean, it's like faster than a hard drive. It's crazy. Yeah. But I know. But I, I mean, that's okay. I mean, I I'm not. I can't get fiber where I am for dumb reasons. Me too. But um, but that's been plenty fast. But how did this happen? It was. I don't remember how this started, but a listener of all the great shows was kind enough to hit me up on Twitter to say, "Hey, have you tried?" uh, one of these other modems. If you tried a 16 by four modem, he said like, I, I did that and my speed went way up and I was like, Hmm, that's kind of a crazy idea. And so long story short, I went on to, uh, the Amazon prime now and I got me a, a new Aeris surfboard. It's in show notes. I ordered the, uh, SB 6183, 16 by four modem. And, um, because I've had good luck. when they were just called Motorola surfboards, right? Uh, I've had good luck with those. They're they're real solid. They work fine. You can go to their little mm-hmm. you dot one and configure it and do a little stuff with it. Anyway, uh, I, just on just just for fun, I, I got one. Arrived in a couple hours. <laughs> had that nice situation of it has the same power brick, so it really it literally took like two minutes. Oh, to that's like, great. Hook It
1: up. That's awesome.
0: And I don't know why I'm telling you this. But but then I, I thought, Oh yeah, you know, you, when you get a new modem, sometimes it works fine, but you really should call the company. Well
1: right. I was under the impression that you had to call them to sort of well, get it. I've had to- it work
0: before, but in this case I did call and uh I got a real helpful dude. I gave him the MAC address and he pushed out the update um and without changing my service at all, um I went from one thirty four to I think it was like one one thirty four to like one hundred seventy nine, which is pretty good. Like I was, I was feeling good about that. But then he did the thing that they do. And he was so nice that I listened to his pitch. He said, well, you're paying a lot for your internet right now. Um, were, were you aware that if you chose to, we could give you a different package for the first year where it'll be, you would actually get much higher uh, downloads and uh, speed. And it would be tw- like $9 less a month. Plus we'd give you a TV login. And I was like, well, I don't want a phone. I don't need the TV login. But he pushed it out, and uh, guess what? What? $299. Went from $134 to $179 to just under $300 down. Wow. And I'm I'm saving $9 a month. That's crazy. So, of course, the next day, I Amazon Prime now another one of those for home. They're like $60, they're not expensive. And uh, and I, I called and uh, I had an amazing call with a lady from Cable Town, a lady in Fort Collins, Colorado, who was incredibly helpful. She, she, they, they pushed me up to Arlene in second-level support, and she spent fifty five zero minutes with me troubleshooting my account. And when she couldn't figure out what was going wrong, she rejiggered my whole account, again, saved me $10 a month. And now I'm getting 300 down at both places. So I just wanted to say, you know, wow. I bitch about Comcast a lot. Cause, but like on three separate calls, three separate occasions last week, I had very good experiences. It's also just a little side tip that if you have like a pretty standard blast to your account, you might want to try just for fun, try one of these modems because the 16x4 might get you higher speeds than you're even rated to be getting.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is, is the modem that they give you <clears throat> Excuse me. Giant, tall. We have we have those giant, tall monstrosities
0: yeah. that creates a Wi Fi network and like it won't even fit in our credenza. It's
1: so right, ridiculous. and I don't like them either. And I used to. It used to be just par for the course normally. Where like, well, of course you're gonna you know replace their their uh, modem with the it your does, own. It does, it, does, one.
0: it does jazzy business. Like it doesn't it do a thing? Like where it technically makes you a a Wi Fi access point for their distributed network. Yeah, it it's just weird jazz. Yeah,
1: I don't like any of their crap. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I thought that was nice.
1: It was very nice. It's nice to hear someone have a positive story about them. And Arlene was super great. Like we had this, not to be creepy, we
0: had this really nice long call and she's trying all this different stuff and she's like, well, you know, do you have a router? I was like, yes, I have an Eero router. And she's like, yeah, well, we don't know anything about Apple stuff or Mac stuff or anything. And I was like, no, you know, it's pretty, once the modem is up and all of the right, you got the uplight is solid, the down light is solid, power light is solid. When, by the time you get to the globe, you know the Eero, within a few minutes, will catch up right. and do the DHCP and all right. that. But it is kind of funny. This was a funny situation where Arlene was being super helpful, and she said, okay. She's like, I'm clicking, I'm clicking, I'm going through all the things <laughs> they want me to ask you. And she's like, okay, do you have a way? And I've gotten this before with Comcast, where they're like, okay, let's take the router out of the equation. I want you to just go straight from the Ethernet out of your laptop or desktop computer. I want you to go straight from the Ethernet from there right into the Comcast modem. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> I felt like such an idiot. Because first of all, I'm a fancy Apple boy, right? Right. Well, guess what? Fancy Apple Boy at home does not have any way currently to get onto Ethernet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, the computer I have at home is a is a whatever, year old MacBook adorable with a single USB C. And even I think even if I, I've never had any luck. I mean, I've used the, I use and like the, there's a really good dingus that I love, Anchor Makes, which is the Anchor Premium USB C Hub, which does USB C into your computer and then it's got a power, it'll do power and then have three, you know, fast USB ports on the side. But my Ethernet USB dingus doesn't work that way. It only works straight into a USB A. So I had no way to do this because sometimes you got to do the DHCP. You got to kind of start fresh, oh, yeah. you know, in, yep. in network settings and zero everything out. And then once you've gotten a, it used to be anyway, once you've gotten a connection over your modem, then you can put fricking anything, in anything there. you, you can want, put any router. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about yes. though? Yes. Yes. But I felt like such an idiot. She's like, yeah, I, they won't let me continue because you, it says here that you have it hooked up hardwired because it is with the Eero. Right. But it also says you need to be able to do that from your laptop. But she sat with me and worked it out and got it all situated. She pushed out the signal. I hit the Eero Speed test and it was 299. 299.
1: 299. Nine. Isn't that great? That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. Saving a little money too. And then my first guy, who I'm pretty sure was on the Indian subcontinent, was super helpful. And he's like, well, this is what you will <laughs> have. The this- <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is, this is the deal that you will have for one year. May I suggest that you come back in a year and ask for a better deal <laughs> because it'll go up after a year, but we'll be able to get you another one by then. So anyway, who knows? Maybe a year from now, if I'm still alive, I'll be sad about my Comcast connection, but I was really pleased
1: with so that. So do you have a, do you have a tickler for that?
0: Oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. Remind me to go bug Comcast for a better deal. Do- I'm yeah. sorry. That was not a good segment.
1: Oh, it was a great segment.
0: But if you're on the Comcast, now one nice thing is that when you go into Amazon or Prime Now, um, you can kind of see I looked at I'd looked at Wirecutter and the Wirecutter one I think wasn't in stock, but it's it said that it was rated to work with you know Xfinity or this or that. You know, I mean it's a modem. But um, yeah, that's all it took. You just tell them the MAC address. And, uh, and you're all good to go. Worth a try if you want to see. If you're willing to gamble 60 bucks and willing to send it back if it doesn't work, 69 bucks, it's nice. It's a way to find out if you could maybe get a little faster internet.
1: Well, that was really boring. Now I think I want to do it. No, it's not boring. Mm. Now I think I got to do it.
0: Now, what do you. you get, you've had to buy. Different fancy business internet for your office—that's way more costly, right? Is that still the situation? No,
1: no, because that. Yes, I did have to do that, but um,
0: it was very frustrating to you. You were getting, as memory serves, you were getting slower speeds. Oh yeah, for your podcast network, you were getting slower up and down at the office and paying more.
1: Oh yeah, like we had like fifty down and one what? up or something like really bad. Oh, yeah, and um, and at home I had three hundred down and fifty up. And I would, at home I was paying I don't know it feels like 80 dollars is what I want to say I don't maybe it's 60. it's, it's expensive but it's not horrible uh, for what you know the amount that we use it uh, but at work it was300 dollars oh yeah you know, it was horrible it, was, a, it well, that's was
0: my only frustration Hey Jason, my friend uh, that is or was a Comcast if you hear this uh, hit me up. my only frustration is that in both cases I used to get 134 down 11 up. now I'm getting just under 300 down but still about 11 up. Which kind of sucks. I think I'm supposed to be getting 25, but like I would have a much happier uh, Plex experience if oh, yeah. I had better up from one of those locations. Yeah, and I don't know if that's anything I can change. I mean, you know, this ain't no Linksys.
1: No, I don't. I don't know either. And see, now I want to. Did you you put that in the show notes? The one you got? Yeah, I did. All right, I'm gonna have to check that out. But it's
0: white. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, that's fine okay but uh now i 'm in a on a shared internet, so they have internet for the floor we're in it's it's a floor of offices that where they're all independent business people in the little offices, and so we are on a shared internet connection and usually it's fine there' on i think it's d s l uh and it's the speeds are fine everything's pretty reliable except when it's not and when it goes out for no reason and then when it goes out uh someone has to tell Kevin that it's out, and then Kevin will go and walk down the hall and unlock the door to the room mm-hmm. where they keep it, and he will unplug it and plug it back in.
0: Is Kevin pretty easy to get a hold of when you need to?
1: Um, when he, you It's know, okay if you don't want to say. He's here most of the time. Okay. That's good. But that's my, that's how, that's so, if the internet goes out, you go to Kevin, tell Kevin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he will, he will do whatever it is that he does.
0: Well, and let me, let me say, don't be dumb, like I was, and decide to start doing it right, right as dinner is finished and you're sitting down to watch Project Runway, like, don't start it at that time. Because first of all, it may not work. And the thing is, I think the way this works is once you have registered a Mac address for your new modem, I'm pretty sure that deactivates the old modem. So don't do this at, like, mission-critical times. Your mileage may vary. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need that. You got Kevin. Yeah, you I got don't need Kevin now. You, spoke. you got Kevin now. All right. Um, Dan, what do we have this week? I've got – I want to talk a little bit about media buying and the Movies Anywhere service. Uh, I want to talk about some really good feedback from listeners and anything else that you would want to discuss. But uh, this might be a good opportunity for you to tell me about something that you like.
1: Oh, sure. I can tell you all about FreshBooks. 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 Books is a website that lets you- It's a better way to cook. It's a better way to invoice. To cook, to cook the books. <laughs> <laughs> to cook the books. Hopefully, they're not cooking books.
0: No, no. Don't cook the book. It's, it's real tough.
1: Uh, so FreshBooks is a place you go. And you know what? I shouldn't call it a website. It's an app, too. Uh, that lets you that lets you do invoicing, and that's really what they're all about: is making it much easier and much faster to do invoices and to get paid, and making it much easier in some cases to get paid. Uh, that's their goal. It's what they call cloud accounting software. It's designed for people like us who are freelancers, people who are uh, small, medium-sized businesses, people who uh, for whom uh, invoicing but is very important. You got to ask
0: strangers or near strangers for money, right. And then try to get those monies from wherever they are to where your pod is. And it can be a real pain in the butt. And like for a long time, I was doing this stuff with like Microsoft Word.
1: That's right. There's no you, way you, to live. You, you would launch Word and you'd you use one of their templates and you'd type some things into it and hit <laughs> print and make a PDF out of it and email it. And then the, maybe maybe the people got it. Maybe they could open the PDF file. You never how, knew. How even, how even would you know? You wouldn't know. Mm-mm, couldn't know. And they could be like, well, why haven't you paid? And they'd be like, well, I didn't get it. The line's breaking up. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the reality of it is it, it can be a real problem. And, uh, I actually had years back when I was doing consulting, I had a lot of problems getting paid from people, even though, you know, I was doing the work and invoicing them. Uh, it was pretty normal thing to have them say, Oh, I, I didn't get it. Or, um, yeah, I think we got it, but it was wrong. So I didn't know what to do. FreshBooks eliminates all of that confusion. They make it incredibly easy to do this, and you do get that kind of feedback because when you send the email, they'll click the link in the email, you can see that they've seen it. You can see uh, what's going on with all aspects of your business, how much you're owed, uh, when things are supposed to get paid, if there's things that are past due. and In like two clicks, you can get yourself set up to receive payments online. Uh, which is really, really handy. So now when someone says, oh, can I pay with a credit card? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, You get these great looking invoices. You can, oh, and if you're using the app, when you're out and about, you can take a picture of your receipt on your phone using their app. And then that will make uh, claiming your expenses really easy. So if you go to like a business lunch or you buy comic books or whatever it is that you do for your business, you can just take a picture of that receipt. Now you're tracking your expenses. So it just makes everything super, super easy. They've got this projects feature now, so you can share like files and messages with your clients or you're with the people that are working with you, like contractors. There's a notifications thing. I mean, there's all of this stuff is built in and If you need any help, they've got a really, really great support structure. They've won awards for this. But the thing that that I think is important to note is that there is going to be a real human being answering the phone, usually in three rings or less, who can help you with whatever it is you need help with. So they have made a special URL for this show, freshbooks.com slash back to work and enter the code back to work in the how did you hear about us section. You'll support the show. You'll get yourself a nice uh, a nice situation uh, with FreshBooks because you're going to get 30-day free trial. You don't even need to give them a credit card. So again, Can URL, I beat one thing into the ground? Yes.
0: I mean, I feel like it's almost short shrift to call it an invoicing service. Um, I'm not saying they're saying that. But like what it feels like is what you're accustomed to from the past, which is the ability to electronically send and manage invoices, which definitely that's part of it. But the other huge part of this is the payment gateways. Where you can say that this is the way that I would like to be paid, and you know what? Oddly enough, if it's a small gig, more and more often companies do want to pay with a credit card. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something outside their normal budget, but you know, the days of like net ninety and then just pray are, are th- that does not have to always be the case. If somebody's being legit with you and you want to get a deposit on something, you can send them out the invoice, see if they've seen it, right, and then and then accept that payment in the way that you choose, and it takes care of all that for you. It's there's more to it than just moving a piece of paper around because there's not even a piece of paper. It's just electronic bits. That's right, and then you and then you get monies.
1: It's a good service. FreshBooks. FreshBooks. Fresh, FreshBooks.com/slash/back-to-work, and the code to use is back to work.
0: All right. thanks to FreshBooks for supporting Five by Five and Back to Work. Beep boop 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 boop, boop. <laughs> boop 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 Have you used? Oh, have you used? Don't you buy? Uh, you buy, movies, I buy. right? You buy movies electronically.
1: I buy a lot of movies.
0: Have you? Are you registered with the Movies Anywhere service?
1: Movies Anywhere service.
0: Yes, this is a very interesting thing that I feel people are not talking about enough.
1: No, I I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Movies
0: Anywhere used to be Disney Movies Anywhere. And just like it, it took Richard Nixon to go to China, it took <laughs> Disney to pull off this thing that is so mind-boggling. And I wonder how many people know about this. Okay, so, so go read the details. Your mileage may vary. Not every movie will count. But basically, you, once you, you've got this account with Movies Anywhere, um, where applicable and a lot is applicable. Stuff you buy, movies and TV you buy from iTunes, Google Play, mm-hmm. Amazon, and via codes, you drop into voodoo where will, where possible, populate across each and all of those services. So, stuff that you've bought on iTunes, if it's available, and there are, again, there's asterisks out the butt about this about, you know, oh, you know, these, this particular movie studios don't apply for this particular service, et cetera, et cetera. But you might want to go to movies. You know, it would actually be a fun experiment if you, for you to try. is to go to Movies Anywhere, sign up for an account, and then basically you'll go to a page where uh, under your profile thing it says Manage Retailers. And so you log into Vudu, you log into Google Play, you log into iTunes, you log into Amazon. And if everything worked according to plan, the next time you open up Amazon Prime Video, you may be surprised to find uh, a bunch of your movies in there. It happened for me. And there is a Movies Anywhere standalone app on Apple TV as well. So you, you hadn't heard about this? I have not heard about it. But if, I mean, like there's all kinds of ways I think this is terrific. Like if there is a certain um, platform that you prefer to use, um, I, I, see, I don't know how you pull off a deal like this or deals like this. This just seems right, like this Right, this involves a lot of
1: moving parts and, and different companies, you would think.
0: This seems along the lines of Apple negotiating audio files that are DRM-free, MP3s, that cost 99 cents and then that will work with itunes cloud where it's like who pulled off that deal i mean in 2000 the year 2000 would you ever imagine any of the pieces of that deal would be conceivable in your lifetime when they were suing people for downloading britney spears and now suddenly you can have your stuff like in a cloud whatever that is right so anyway check it out and like i say there are there are there are asterisks and stuff but i was really blown away when i um Initially, I, I – and I'll tell you in a minute why I'm talking about this today. But I initially, I would mostly done just iTunes and Amazon. And indeed, like stuff from one place shows up in the other place. You go to the Movies Anywhere app. Your movies are in there in the order that you bought them. Um, and like, you know, for example, where was it? I want to say on maybe Google Play. But on one of these services, I get Google Play because of YouTube Red. And I think they give you, like, a free movie or something. But those started showing up on my other devices. Wow. Like, available. And it was just, I just thought it was so cool. And now, as of today, I finally signed up for a Voodoo account. Because this is, I got a yuck and a yum. The, the yum is, I think that this. <laughs> the yum is, I think this is very cool. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the yum is that this is very cool the i cannot wait i will have follow-up on this next week as we speak i have an item out for delivery from the amazon corporation because it drives me crazy i hate the way game of thrones looks streamed through the hbo now app it's really noisy and gross and on top of it you know i'm in that
1: we're in that point of the year where do you you notice it more on on your special tv on your new tv is it more evident Maybe, you know, I
0: wonder if part of it is just because of the nature of that show. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff moving on screen. And anytime right. you look at, like, leaves or water or the HBO mm-hmm. <laughs> logo, <laughs> I mean, the single worst displayer of artifacts is the mm. HBO logo. <laughs> well, no, we've really arrived when that looks good, like as good as it did on VHS in 1996. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like I probably do notice it more. And if there's one show where I really crave you know, super high resolution. It's with game of Thrones. Cause mm-hmm. it's really, it's a really beautiful high budget show. And it's kind of ruined a little bit with, by like watching these, you know, JPEGs fly by. Um, and long story short, like I was like, how do I just get, how do I get all of the game of Thrones? Like, can I just go get that in HD somewhere without having to buy each season separately? And I'm, just, I'm mainly just leaving this as a question to be answered later today and hopefully next week. But what I finally did, I, this sounds so crazy, but I popped for the seven-season Blu-ray set. Mm-hmm. Only because I have no intention of putting any of those into the PlayStation. But it comes with, supposedly, it comes with a code that you can go and enter, I think into Vudu, that will then make them available as digital things that's much you got much higher before. quality
1: than, than what you're going to get on HBO
0: I think so yeah. I, we'll see we'll see but there's again asterisks 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 I mean you go and read the Amazon reviews on this and apparently they ate the booger big time on this where this when this first shipped out last year at the end you know when they could ship out season 7 1 through 7 um, first of all yes it had a digital code but when you went and entered it in all it gave you was season 7 it didn't give you the other seasons and then their fix for this was, oh, no, no, now you've got to go to this HBO support site and send them a photograph of your digital code, and then they will enable you to get that stuff. So I'm very interested to see how well this goes. My hope is that I will open this beautiful box, that I'll probably put into a closet – take out the little code, enter it in, and then my stuff will be everywhere. And if it is as I suspect Voodoo that I'm using for this, I'm very curious to see if all that will now show up in those other services. Do you see my interesting thought experiment here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is crazy that you got to buy $150 worth of plastic title. you got to buy $150 <laughs> worth of plastic in order to just be able to watch it you know, online, but I guess that's how it works.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. Um... You should try this. You should go sign up and see if you could do this. Is it in the show notes? I'll do it. See it's I just do it. Movies, movie,
0: yeah, it's in. I think it's in show notes. Yeah, Moviesanywhere.com. dot com. Get you an account and then uh, see if you can sign up. You know what? Let's make that your homework for next week, if you don't mind. Yeah, I do. Think it. That's an invasion of your privacy. Try that. See what shows up, and be prepared to uh, report back. Challenge. Digga, digga, digga. <laughs>
1: hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a very good show, and uh, yeah, are you watching that? Um, That uh, Blade Runner-ish show on uh, Netflix?
1: Um, With the guy from The
0: Thing? What's it called? Infinite Chrome. No.
1: Absolute Sounds interesting. I've been looking for a new show because I'm almost done with The Path on Hulu. I think I have one more season, which is just a week, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking
1: for something right after that. That was a pretty good... That's got Jesse from uh, Breaking Bad.
0: He's in everything, man. And Paul. What? what oh jesse see i was thinking of uh, i was thinking of landry Crank. from friday oh. night lights
1: oh yeah no um landry's in everything too i'm also watching a show on amazon prime video called electric dreams not to be mistaken with the yes. lovely 1980s movie electric dreams they're very different well, with
0: the human league soundtrack you're thinking i think you're thinking of philip k dick's electric Dreams. that's
1: right and these are have you watched any of these
0: no, no, but I but it looks interesting. It's an anthology show, right?
1: Yes, a friend of mine referred to it as a the poor man's uh Black Mirror. <laughs> uh which seems accurate. Um they're not, they have big names in them. Um lots of well-known actors in them. Uh and I would say they're they're well acted, but there's something a little bit sort of Low budget ish about it. There's a feels a little bit like Brazil in a way. I don't know. I can't put my finger on why. Um, And the stories aren't very good, but um, (laughs) I'm watching them every night. uh, So, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep watching them all.
0: The show that I mangled is called Altered Carbon.
1: Altered Carbon. I have heard about that. I'll add that 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 to my handsome
0: uh, Robocop guy, Joel uh, Joel Kinneman.
1: Joel, Kinnaman. I think he was
0: also in. I want to say the Killing. Was that the name of that show?
1: Yes, and I have not. There were apparently there was a a foreign Killing, and then they made an American or a an English language version, which is supposed to be much better. Um, have you watched? Did you watch Fortitude? It's a little gruesome.
0: No, is that is that a previous recommendation?
1: I don't remember if I recommended it, but it is. I I loved the show fortitude it is it is it takes place in a fortitude. um in a n- not real town of fortitude which is uh somewhere in norway in reality it's filmed in iceland
0: oh yeah i think you did talk about this it's got a quaid
1: it's got a quaid, a quaid in, in second season no, it's got it? a tucci in the first season and a quaid oh. in the second one um but i i have to warn you um it it does get a little g- gory, gross in, at mm. the end in the last couple episodes. So if that's the kind of thing that bothers you, avoid it. Otherwise, it's v- phenomenal acted. And it's got, it's got uh, the guy that plays Dan Anderson. I forget his name. But he is the guy from Game of Thrones who has the fire sword who gets um, brought back to life by the lady in red. Wait, uh, Richard Bul- Dormer? Belric? Belric? Beric Darian, yeah. yeah, that guy. Richard Dormer, he's great, oh. great actor. It, it, he is, he is Fortitude. I mean, he's number one. Oh, that
0: guy, he's with the great. Eye patch.
1: Yes. Oh, he's cool. He's just watch the. If you like him, he's at he's like all. a magic man. Yeah, he's, he's got the magic so hand. good in this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: Stanley Tucci in the first season is ah oh, the best. I love Tucci. Such an understated performance. He's amazing. All right, putting F- it on the list Fortitude.
0: My suggestion also is very gritty. Altered Carbon is very gritty. I like it, that. It's, but it, it, it's very exp- like it, it is and looks very expensive. And um, I, we've only watched my wife when I watched the first episode, but we're definitely going to stick with it. It's, I, I think it looks really good. I like, You know, I like sci-fi stuff. I'm kind of a sucker for the sci-fi. Me
1: too. Not enough of it that, that's, that's great. So when I hear someone recommend something, I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean like I'm not even like a hard sci-fi guy but sci-fi fantasy and you know this is it is very it's kind of hard not to see comparisons with Blade Runner just in, if, for no other reason than like in terms of production design. I can't do that. What? You're not listening to the music app. What? Who's talking? Oh my god. I made my dingus go off. I heard so I think the lady.
1: the uh the home pods are available <laughs> today or shipping landing today something like that.
0: I think they arrive Friday. Oh,
1: Friday? Yeah, thought it was today. Well, you getting well, yours? Anyway, you getting one? Did you get one?
0: Oh, you kidding me? How many didn't I get? I, <laughs> I no, I you know, QED. I'm glad people are excited, but it still seems weird. Jim Dalrymple is very excited about it.
1: Well, he's all about the music. Yes, he loves the music.
0: Yeah, no, I mean uh, it's great. I, I hope it turns out to be really good. Um, but um, yeah. You know at this point because my beloved Sonos soundbar is not compatible with soundbar. is not compatible with my television set. <laughs> I just use the built-in speakers and it's fine. It's fine. We don't we're not really set up for doing like a 5.1 surround thing. I've looked at it but like man our our house is too small. We're not in like in one of those palatial places where you get a man cave and you can have things hanging from the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I'm really excited, I'll put on headphones. That's what I'll do. I'll listen with the headphones. That's fun for video games. What headphones? Yeah, I'm plugging them into your little uh, PlayStation dingus and
1: playing. It's really fun. You've been playing a lot of Zelda.
0: No, 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 no. I still haven't. I need to get to
1: that. There's a way uh, to. Oh, I
0: forgot to taste. I forgot to taste my um. Oh, my, uh, my game. You forgot to taste. Okay, ta- I'm making a reminder. Remind me to.
1: Okay. I want you to taste it on the air. Bring it yeah. next week. All right, I'll bring it. That'll be your homework. So remember to bring Remind it.
0: Remind me to taste my game <laughs> when I arrive at the house in two hours. <laughs> just thinking.
1: Why, there's a little thing that you can do that uh, in, in the, on the Switch that'll show you how many hours you've <laughs> played each game that you've played. And some yeah. of them will say, like, like a snipper clip. It says, play it a little bit. And then, like, I looked at Zelda because one of the listeners was tweeting to me about it, telling me that they wanted to compare it. I'm not going to share my number. Oh, that's a good sign. I'm not going to share it. Uh, it was so many hours that I, I had to just <laughs> stare and look at it and say, how, how is that? How have I spent that so much seem time like me that playing seem a game? Like Someone else did that.
0: Yeah. You got uh, game gremlins.
1: <laughs> because it's a lot of time.
0: Yeah, That's a yeah, lot but of time. It's, uh, you're sightseeing, man. You're just going out on a uh, building's remodel <laughs> yeah. or something. You're just walking around. What's that called? A walkabout? Walkabout. Sh- you know, talking sh- about Sh-taqua. rum, r- r- rum about
1: <laughs> Is that the? Uh, <laughs> That's the, where the Amish go out the and Amish get a uh, get a quarter of rum. For, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get this guy over here. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's see. How far in are we? To- we're done. To- to- I think we're wrapping.
1: Yeah. We can wrap it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't we have another sponsor? Yeah, we have another sponsor. again. Yeah. Do you want me to do – okay, how about I do
0: one more little quick bit, a very quick, great tip from a listener, and then we'll do maybe one more after that. that right. cool yeah, that's excellent. Listener Paul um, writes in to say a great tip about the app Nuzzle. Uh, Paul's And so Nuzzle is this app that's – it's kind of a clever idea. It um, The idea is that you go into Nuzzle and you authenticate with your Twitter creds. And it aggregates popular links amongst people that you follow. And it kind of becomes your personal, to use an old term, your impersonal dig in some ways. So like you'll see if some, somebody in your retinue, like five people have, have linked to something or re- retweeted something, that bubbles to the top. And so you can j- jump in once or twice a day and see what people you follow are, are linking to. Um, also very interesting, the next tab over is um, friends of friends. So you can find people you don't follow but your friends follow and see what they're linking to. And then they got this one that's like the best of Nuzzle, and it's mostly just dish bags on entrepreneur, the entrepreneur website. 16 power hack ways to growth hack your life hack. <laughs> um, but Nuzzle is, is pretty neat. It's as good as the people you follow, as with stuff like Overcast. It's as good as the people you follow. But uh, it is, it has been until literally this morning one of the very few places where I continue to have to see a crappy inbuilt browser that does not honor my ad blocking settings. And so I see so many garbage ads in there from garbage sites. Uh, no, not all of you, but so some of you, but I generally, I run, I, at this point, to be honest, especially on my iPad and my phone, I run almost always in, oh, what's it called? Reader settings. Mm-hmm. What's it called?
1: Yeah. Um, re- reader, I thought where it's so the little, a great- the little, uh, uh, bar icons on the ha- left the them- hamburger. Yeah, the hamburger.
0: So, okay, a thing to know if you don't know, and this is worth repeating because every day somebody is born who hasn't tapped the hamburger. Go in- When you're in Safari on your iOS device, click on the hamburger up in the location bar. And when you click it once, it puts that page into this super cleaned up Insta Paper style mode that's just letters. Maybe some images, but like it takes out all the junk and just – You get just the thing you want to look at. If you do a long press on the hamburger, it says, do you want to use this for amp.cnn.com? From now on, you say, yes, please. And it honors that across any Safari view on that device. It's pretty great. And another great example, to my opinion, of uh, uh, um, a feature that's actually better on iOS than Mac. If you do that on Safari on your Mac, it really constrains the width of it. Right, it's, right. it's okay, but it's really good for iOS. But So Nuzzle's really neat, but it sucks to go in and get all this junk and like, no, I don't want that pair of slippers. I've never wanted that pair of slippers. <laughs> Why are you showing me that pair of slippers? And then like an idiot, I go over to settings and I say, reset my advertising cookie. And it doesn't matter because guess what? There's more slippers. Listener Paul writes to say, I tried out Nuzzle after it's mentioned on the show. And as I cruise through the settings, paren, a pro gamer always checks the options. I noticed that changing view stories with to Safari enables Merlin's beloved Safari view controller. Well, I understand the benefits. The Safari view controller can be jarring and ugly when it pops up in an app, which didn't stop me from enabling it. Thank you, listener Paul. I did this this morning, and it's a godsend. So if you enjoy Nuzzle, but you're sick and looking at garbage, uh, you can get that. You know, Even when you're looking on Twitter. Did you notice this on Twitter? I don't know if you use the Twitter app, but when you're using the, the according to Hoyle, Twitter app, You'll see the hamburger up at the top, even though it's not strictly Safari. And so I get, you know, all the stuff that I want to have in that view now shows up in Twitter like that. It's greatly improved the experience for me. I like that. Yeah. That's a good, good tip from listener Paul. Listener listener Paul. Paul. Why don't you tell me about one more thing that you like?
1: I would like to tell you about, guess what? Squarespace.
0: Squarespace.
1: Squarespace. You can do a bunch with a better
0: way to website.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it. Let's just leave it at that and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. You, thanks to hmm? <laughs> they want a little more.
0: All right, fine. You I'll drizzle it out.: You
1: can turn your idea into a website. you can showcase your work, you can blog, you can sell products and services. You can promote your physical business. You can promote your online business. You can make something that's cool. And the whole point is you can do this with relative ease. They've got beautiful templates that you can choose from to kind of pick the look and the feel that you want of the website. And then you can dive in and tweak those settings and customize the look and feel and put in your products or put in your pictures and do all and totally make it your own thing. Your Squarespace site is not going to look like someone else's Squarespace site. You just spend Five, 10 minutes tweaking it, customizing it, and it's so easy to do it and it's kind of fun to do it. And the best part of it is even once you pick a template and you have your site, you can then say, you know what, what would all this content that I've put in, what would this, this tons and tons of content, pictures, everything else that I've uploaded and created and put in there, what if I wanted it to look completely different? so you can go and and you
0: couldn't do that you'd have to go go rip out all your css and uh and node into your js no
1: you can totally do it and you do it in such a way that it doesn't like switch it over until you've made the choice to say okay this new design that i've now customized and tweaked now take it live and it flips it over and your site has all the same content all the same links all the urls preserved but it looks like a completely different website it's super super cool And this is great if you're ready to start a new business. You want to make it stand out, or if you've come up with an an idea, or you've got a you know, know, it could be a wedding, could be the birth of a child. There's lots of things that you can do with this that that are really really cool. I've seen people use Squarespace sites for a big event that they're planning. It's just so easy and it's so affordable, and uh, and so you should all go check it out. Just head over to squarespace.com. You'll get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your new site, use the code show one word, and you will save 10% on your first purchase. And also, by the way, they sell domain names. They've got over mm-hmm. 200 domain name extensions. So if you just want a domain or if you want a domain to go with your new Squarespace site, that's the place to do it. And you can save 10% on that as well at Squarespace with the code show one word.
0: Another nice thing about Squarespace is that you can lose in the light. So what Dan's describing is really great. There's these kind of modes you can go into, like, do I want to change stuff about this area of the site? Do I want to change the design? Do I want to just edit the content of this page? When you're in that content thing, there's all these great little widgets you can drag in. So like on my merlinm.com slash meetup page, I'm able to say, hey... Here's some comics that I'm reading right now that you can go buy on Amazon. Here's a map to Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue. You just drag that stuff in. You click a couple buttons, and it's all. I, I love that ability to extend all of that. You put that stuff anywhere you want on the page, and it doesn't make it more difficult to maintain. There's nothing to worry about. You don't have to worry about having your, your ps and your ls in the wrong place. It's amazing. Squarespace.
1: Squarespace.com. Back to work.
0: Back to work. Squarespace. It's your show. It's your show. Let's see. Um, we've got three difficult questions this week. I, let's take one that's not as super difficult. The mole we'll wrapper?
1: Yeah, let's do Rapper it. Wrapper after this yeah, one? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Listener Daniel wrote an interesting email. Listener Daniel wants to know how he should deal with some new job responsibilities at work. Listener Daniel says, I've accepted a job at a smaller company, which I found entails being – Responsible for a lot of additional stuff. At a smaller company, they can't hire specialized talent for every area of responsibility. Therefore, I'm responsible for things that I'm unfamiliar with. This makes me feel like an imposter. My staff are good people, but I feel like they know that I don't know, S-H-I-T, about certain topics. Aside from fake it till you make it, do you have any advice for this type of situation? Listener Daniel. What do you think, host Daniel?
1: Hmm. I mean, this is one of those questions. This is the one that you were saying is so really makes you think, right?
0: Oh, the one that I thought was a real poser was the one about social media at work. That's a um, very yeah. long one that yeah. we need to really allow some attention for.
1: Mm, why don't you start? Why don't you start with this one?
0: Um, I think, first of all, it is very natural to feel the way that you're feeling. And a lot of us feel that way a lot of the time. Um, but... My first thought was, and you know, well, I mean, like like any of these kinds of things, it helps to try and separate how you feel about it for the moment to take away your emotional attachment to the problem, whether you think of it or not that way. Like, try to take a step back from how you feel about it, and maybe a first question that I would ask is, well, why did they give me this responsibility? Right? They must. They must think something of me, unless they're setting me up to be the goat here, right? The the people you work for must have seen something. They they trust you as staff. They trust something about what you do. So right. my first thought would be like, well, what it, what in the past have have you done well that led to you getting this opportunity? And then we'll we'll get to the harder stuff. But like, isn't that a good question to ask to start? Like, you're not you're not you're not probably not there by accident. Wasn't a mix-up? Like, did you know? Did Faye Dunaway read the wrong card and now you have a new job? <laughs> like, I
1: kind of doubt it. <laughs> right? No no no. no I, I mean, I think, you know, in, but that's something to look at. It's like, he's there. Yeah. And and he hasn't been fired. So there, there's value there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I when you get a question like this, I feel like it's sometimes difficult to, there are the things that jump out to me that maybe have jumped out to Listener Daniel in this case, but like, I can't help but wonder if there has been... Um, let me say confusing communication or confusing expectations Mm. and how could that be well they did they assume you know how to do stuff that you not only don't know how to do but aren't like you know aren't aren't an expert at like was that a miscommunication like when they told you you were getting these new responsibilities did you feel like you were going to be in over your head on one to three things in addition to what your job is now you know what I mean like did you feel when you accepted this that you know Or or is it just a matter of attrition in the company and now you've got to do more work? Like that feels like a potential source of the problem is like, was there a lack of communication? Like, should you have said, no, I I don't know how to do this and have no intention of learning. I'm guessing that could be it, but maybe isn't because, you know, it sounds more like a crisis of confidence, feeling a little overwhelmed. But I mean, if you think you're literally incapable of doing this job, well, that's going to suck in a few months. So I think it would be useful, I, I have to say, I think it would be useful to actually go to the people that you work for and have a little conversation, you know? And you don't even, you don't have to drill too deep on it, but there's a reason they thought you would be good at this job. I would say, find out how you are being evaluated And what are the criteria for deciding that this has been a success? If you can, you could even do that on your own. But to me, once you do that, get the emotion out of it. Once you've done that, that enables you to do some interesting things that enables you to allocate resources, you know, just because let's say they gave you arbitrarily three new duties. Are all of those duties equally important? Does each one of those represent one third of the pie graph? I'm going to guess that one of those is a big problem for the company that is very critical and it's going to be regarded as the most important thing. Like, make sure this thing doesn't break. That's your job. And, you know, I mean, I, obviously, if they're all number one, as they say, that's going to be hard. But I would say go and figure out what's the one that's the, that is the most critical to the mission. And I would start by getting really great at that one and focusing on, on getting your staff um, allocated to dealing with those, those biggest things. I can't talk you out of the emotional part of it. Everybody does feel that way. But I feel like that's one kind of rational way to do it. Like to figure out where your biggest bang for the buck is.
1: I like that. I mean, does that make sense? It does to me. I mean, when you talk about bang for the buck, what do you, what do you mean? You mean just going? Well,
0: I don't know what kind of job this person has, but right, they didn't I say didn't they? I don't think so. They might have, but I, the part I clipped out, I, I didn't have any of that. But like, I assume that. Let's assume, okay, for the sake of argument, let's assume it has something to do with IT and keeping everything running and secure and safe and affordable and all those kinds of things. Just for the sake of argument, let's assume it's some kind of an IT position where you have a staff of people, a small staff of people that do stuff. Well, I'll bet you that there are things that, let's even say complicated things, where it may not take a uh, majority of your time in terms of time allocation in a given month, but it might be the least fault-tolerant part of your job. Like, make sure our virus software is up to date and the firewall is working and, or that we're in compliance with these kinds of standards and stuff like that. Because if you're really, really great at the part of the job that you already find not as difficult, but then you end up failing at the part that other people regard as very important, then you're not going to be regarded as being successful. I think the only way to get clarity on where you should be focusing your resources – when I say bang for the buck, what do I need to get better at fast – I think it does help to talk to the bosses and make sure you can really just make it as simple as, Hey, look, I got a lot to do here. I want to be great at this. You know, you tell me what, 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 what is your like sort of one, two, three on this? And obviously if they say, well, you got to do it all flawlessly, well, that's good to know that this may not be the place for you, but they want you to be good at that job, right? They want to feel like they made a good decision to have trusted you with this new responsibility. And maybe I'm just some, you know, populist cuck, but I feel like it, (laughs) it, you could, you could go in there and really say, well, you know, there's going to be some, there's going to be some learning curve to me with this. Like what are, what are, what are your priorities here? Where should I be focusing? And then that will enable you to become less emotional and to feel less like an imposter because you'll know you're executing on something that has the support of your, of your bosses.
1: Right, and it's very hard to separate your identity, at least for, for me and I think for a lot of people, and maybe at least in this country, I've heard it's different in, in Europe or whatever, but I think a lot of us here in this country, we have a very close connection between our identity and, and how we identify in the world with what it is we do in our job what our job actually is and and how we perform at our job. And I think in some ways that's very useful because it it you know, people who are driven to do a good job, people who are excited to get to work and make a difference in in whatever it is that they're doing, I think they, they connect with that because it's their a big part of their identity. But I think it can also be problematic because if you get criticized or critiqued even even constructively then you feel like, well, if I'm not doing a good job at my job, then I'm, I'm a piece of crap.
0: Yeah, it's almost a little – I don't know a lot about this stuff, but like you can become an LLC or a corporation and, and I don't know anything about it. But my understanding is that when you incorporate, part of it is that you're establishing this business entity that's separate from you and that you know has various kinds of firewalling. Well, it might be helpful for you to create a work entity for yourself mentally of like, well, this is the work me. And this is what I'm going to put into this. This is what I feel like I can expect. Get some clarity on that kind of stuff. But like what you're describing, Dan, I think is absolutely true, especially in America. We've said this before, especially in America and very often for men, probably for women too. But like if you don't have a job or you don't have the job you'd like to have, or you don't have a job with a title that you feel proud telling people about, like that can really cut into your self-esteem, especially if you're the one who's deciding whether what
1: you do is, a, is valuable. You okay? Yes, I had to cough. Sorry.
0: So I would, say, I would say establish some clear clarity <laughs> with your bosses. Find out what they want. I, I don't think it has to be a sign of weakness to say, I'd like your help with deciding how to allocate resources, the stuff I need to get better at. Maybe that's um, what the
1: boss is waiting to hear from you.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I do think it, it's helpful to remember. I mean, something that when I'm with friends or, you know, colleagues work proximity associates backstage and people are very nervous, I don't know if it's helpful, but I do find myself saying, remember, everybody in that audience wants to be entertained, everybody wants you to be great. And anybody who in that audience who doesn't want you to be great, don't worry about you, you never could save that. You can't save that relationship. But in this case, they thought enough of you to give you these extra responsibilities, and I don't think they're, they're, they're going to consider it a sign of weakness if you ask for some clarity and help on you know, the things that you most need to work on. Um, you know, it may even buy you a little bit of cover. I mean, it's certainly not something where you want to discover a month after it's happened that, you know, you forgot to do some penetration testing and now we've got problems. You know, I I, I guess I feel like in that case, the communication could make you feel a little better and find out what, what it is that they're struggling with. What do they need help with? I don't know. That's such, a, that's such a trite answer, but I think it's easy to have our emotions and our lack of self-esteem cloud something that could be a little clearer. If we were willing to become a little more vulnerable for a minute, it could actually end up making you a lot stronger.
1: Nice. Yeah, pretty nice. What the hell an episode. Chalk it up to, uh, to a lot of hard work, a mm-hmm. lot of prep time. Grit. Quit. Grit. There you go. So our homework
0: is I have to go taste my cartridges. Right. And you are going to hopefully sign up for movies.
1: I, I will do that immediately. Anywhere. Yes. Anywhere. Any, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll reconvene next week. Very good. Same BT Dubs time, same BT Dubs
1: channel. (laughs) There you go. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.